If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? What chance do we have? The question is what choice? Run, hide, plead for mercy, scatter your forces. You give way to an enemy this evil with this much power and you condemn the galaxy to an eternity of submission. The time to fight is now. You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the castle less than 12 constants. Hey everyone and welcome to Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. And today we are once again joined by our very special guest, Stephanie! Uh, Stephanie. Hi! Welcome back. Thank Yay. you. Thanks for having me again. Well, Always. we had such a good time last time that we had to have you back on. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we're continuing our um, Ladies of Force. Um, so last week we talked about Padme and Leia, um, and this week our focus is going to be on Jin and Rey. So it's a couple fairly new characters. Um, so Heather, do you want to start us off? I wanted to start us off by saying that I'm fully aware that they didn't live in the same timeline. Well, there you go. <laughs> because so many people seem to be confused about that. And just because we put them in the same show does not mean we believe that they lived at the same time. We we are fully oh, aware yeah. Yeah, that they did it. <laughs> Before we get complaints. Yeah. <laughs> but, see, I think that while, yes, they are similar in a a few ways you know like they were both abandoned they're both yeah. very resourceful they think outside the box you know jen is very dark and mm-hmm. she's resigned to her fate she's she's nihilistic and and ray is hopeful she's waiting for her parents to come back yeah. she's cheery and she's looking forward to the future i mean she's optimistic and mm-hmm. to me they're they're two totally different characters yeah, to me, you get to see Ray be more hesitant mm-hmm. and more um, self not self conscious, but in her decision making, I guess she has different priorities, right? And you know, we see Jen, you know, besides when she's a child, we see her be very short, you know, until like the very end of right um, that maybe, but she's pretty set in yes. her ways where mm-hmm. Ray is. A little bit younger, still little discovering bit, herself. Still discovering yeah. herself, and Jen is like, "Nope, this is who I am." Yep, put a stamp on it. It's not a problem <laughs> if you don't look up. That was the defining moment of that movie mm-hmm. for me, is because oh, she sat there, and even when she was saying it, you could tell that she felt that it was wrong to say, and she still, mm-hmm. that's just how it's going to be, and that's how mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. It was a sad moment in the movie, really. Um, I mean, obviously, it was great that, that she eventually does turn that around and everything. But as soon as she said that, I mean, that line rings so true in so many different ways. Um, and it's heartbreaking. It is. Um, that that is a perspective a lot of people hold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I, I know I've heard similar things before. Um, I've been that person before who's was just kind of like, well, it doesn't necessarily affect me. So what does yeah. it matter? Um, but in Rogue One, like the whole thing about how rebellions are built on hope, um, the forces with me, I am one with the force, like all of, <laughs> all of the themes in that movie, 
like it, it was it was powerful yeah it was powerful it was so true um and i believe that jen really helped make that a truth mm -hmm. because her character throughout that movie i mean you see the physical change the growth and everything um through her beliefs where she was abandoned mm -hmm. um basically uh, in uh, much in the same way that ray was but she was just abandoned left in a hole for some guy to come hobbling around and going hey i got you come on and then apparently he trains her and near beats her or whatever. She's not happy with the raising that he gave that Saul gave her um, for whatever that reason was. Um, well, he abandoned her too at 16 and yeah. she felt that that was unjust. And he mm -hmm. decided that th that was the only way to save her. Right. Um, which I always love how people try to like make those decisions for them. Yes. It's like, Oh, you know what? The only way I can save you. I'm gonna have to leave you here. I'm gonna have to ditch you and <laughs> like, not cut tell off you all why. responsibility. Right. Yeah, cut, cut off all responsibility. I'm no longer responsible for you. Run fast, play hard, have fun. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like really, how's that gonna save her? I mean, she'd probably just walk down the alley and get killed or something. I mean, mm -hmm. this doesn't guarantee anything. It's especially like, oh, where he left her. I mean, it's like wow, exactly. Um, so I mean, she really kind of scrapped her way up um, to to be who she was, and I mean, we met her in an imperial cell yeah <laughs> the first time we ever meet, uh, meet her after she's grown up and everything um so she's had it hard for sure um but i, I love the strength in her character though because even though she's been through what she has she kind of reminds me of, of of how i mean going back to the original uh, heroine in star wars leia reminds me of the strength of her of yes. that no nonsense kind of all right cool you're gonna leave me i'm gonna find my own way this is what's going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have to have you here holding my hand. Um, I love that character for that. My least favorite thing about Jen, though, is that she is not an empathetic person. Like, oh, yeah. where Leia and Ray and Padme and mm -hmm. several others, you know, they could see what was going on in their world at the time. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to do something about it because, yeah. you know, even though they had privilege, they used that to affect real change. Mm -hmm. And that is the only thing that, uh, not that everybody has to be the same, you know, uh -huh. but Jen, the only way she made a decision is because of a personal relationship um, with her father it personally affected her. It personally affected her. It, it that was the only thing yeah. that moved her mm -hmm. to action was that, you know, it was no longer privilege. She then had, you know, to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, one thing for me is uh, one thing I like that, you know, Ray and Jen have in common is um, they both found something to fight for. Yes. Mm -hmm. In their own time. Um, with Ray, it was pretty quick. You know, she was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is going on. Okay. Gotcha. She Gotta was excited. Mm -hmm. Yes. With Jen, it was crap. That, yeah. <laughs> but then you could just tell like when it shifted, mm -hmm. when it became important to her. When she saw that video or that yeah. message, she mm -hmm. melted a little and, you know, decided, you know, if this yeah. is that important to him to give me up, to give him up, to give everything up, then it's important to me too. Uh -huh. Yeah. Because she really, 
they're both characters that are in search of direction. Right. Because they've been left, literally. Mm-hmm. And they're just making it however they can in their separate time periods. Just making it doing this. You know, making it doing, you know, scrounging for parts. Very resourceful. I mean, amazingly resourceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that they both just craved it and they found it is just a beautiful thing to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause you could tell, even though Ray's so hopeful and I love her as a character. I do too. Um, she, you could just tell she was just going through the motion. She was on autopilot a lot of the mm-hmm. times just cause she didn't she have the waiting. experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was just waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, she was getting by doing what she had to do. But she was just waiting. Yeah. And my life know, will start tomorrow. My life right. will start tomorrow. My mm-hmm. life will start tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, your and, life started a long time ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Jen, instead of, you know, she's waiting in a sense, but she's having to fight and uh-huh. she's yes. having to do things on the grittier side, yeah. you know, just to get by. But they're waiting just the same. Right. But it's how two completely different characters deal with essentially the same situation uh-huh. and how time, like time periods affect that. And how, you know, personality affects that. Essentially, the same decision is handled two different ways. Right. And I, I think it's really a really good study in motivation for people and how it differs. I would like to see how Ray, like, Ray's adoptive parents, if she had any, was she in an orphanage? I mean, uh-huh. those are the things that I, I need to read the book because it's driving me crazy. <laughs> yes. Um. But I feel like she didn't have the same, like she's in a lot of the same situation, but she didn't have the same adverse life. And Uh she didn't, it's, it's nature versus nurture. Like she didn't have a militant uh, terrorist as a father. I don't think, you know, um, (laughs) we don't know yet. (laughs) We don't know yet, but, um, Ray Palpatine, right? No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> Ray Snoke. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So I think that you know they were raised in totally different environments and with totally different personalities, and they still fight tooth and nail to get what they think they want, whether they really that's really what they want or not. Mm-hmm. They fight mm-hmm. to get back to Jakku. Even Mm -hmm. though it's going to kill them, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously you're not going to survive it, but they're going to be back tomorrow. Yeah. So I got to get back, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. And then, you know, Jen just wants to not be anymore. I get that from her for some reason, like she's strong and she wants to succeed, I guess. But she just knows that she never will. And therefore, she's just kind of hanging on. And mm-hmm. it's like, I well, just want to be. Yeah. I mean, like you were saying, it kind of feels like she is just kind of going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, If it came down to that she wasn't going to be alive anymore, I think that she had made peace with that. That this just wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like whatever happens, happens was the attitude I got from her for sure. Yep. Um, and then I, you just kind of notice it just in her body language altogether until she's given a sense of purpose from her Mm -hmm. father. um, She's just a shell pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like she has no interest in being anywhere that Cassian 
um, or the rebellion or anybody are. She's just there because she was forced to be. Yeah. Right. The <laughs> K2SO, congratulations, you were being rescued. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the start of her new life. Well, short life, but. <laughs> I feel like she was fighting out of habit mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a lot of ways because she was, didn't necessarily want to keep on being in existence, but she didn't want to die for nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when she found that, she mm-hmm. was like, okay, this is it. Because you said yeah. she was a shell, and that mm-hmm. message from her father just filled her up. She it was did. no longer a shell. Then she yeah. had reason. She had everything. Yeah. It's like we watched Jen be made whole. Mm-hmm. You know, and with Ray, we're still missing pieces. But Ray's trying desperately to get that same feeling. Maybe right. not for the same end, but that same feeling just in different ways. Mm-hmm. Right. And Jen, because of how her life was so different and her personality and how she processed things, that's all she needed. And it was okay because she wasn't just the abandoned girl anymore. She wasn't just the girl who's really good at fighting. She wasn't just an excellent, you know, whatever. She was someone's daughter again. Mm-hmm. And she was someone who could make something great happen. She had to fulfill her father's work. Yeah. She had to. And that, because that's all she had. Because I feel like Jen was kind of frozen in that mindset that she was left in. Mm -hmm. That little girl mindset, because she had no answers. She had no direction. She was just left with a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. And when they were answered, and some some people in life, that's all they want. That's Mm -hmm. all they need is answers. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and not saying that, yeah. you know, they're going to off themselves or whatever, but yeah, just mm-hmm. saying that that's enough for some people. Right. The the why, it is what it is. But now I know and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And she got her answer and she didn't need to dig deeper into it. And Ray, on the other hand, I feel like is a person that the more answers she gets, the more questions she's going to have. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so she's constantly going to be searching for that because... She just, she needs it more than Jen did. She's not going to settle. Yeah. Right. And and then, I mean, she was on Jakku for, I mean, who knows how long. Yeah. Um, I mean, you see her taking track of how many days she's been there. Um, Mm -hmm. But all the time, like to me, seeing her on Jakku, she never looked sad. No. It was, it was, she was hopeful. She seemed optimistic, even though um, Unkar was kind of, backhanding her with her portions and everything. Well, even but with the fighter's of... helmet, she put that mm-hmm. thing on and she was like, pew, 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 pew. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, that's what I imagined her doing. <laughs> Inside of her Playing head. X-Wings like, in the desert. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, they're they're totally different characters in, in the respect that you have one on either side of the spectrum, I think. Yeah. Um, one... It's a study of personality almost. Absolutely. And nature, nurture, mm-hmm. and is that a factor or are you just predestined to be a hopeful person or predestined to be a negative person? True. Yeah, I think it's a very good character study. And it's interesting in that, that you, you say the, the, the predestination part of it, because I know a lot of theory right now is that Ray is the next chosen one. Um, so at, at the force has chosen someone else or chosen something new mm-hmm. going forward. Um, and so, 
her not even knowing what her destiny is yet. She's still full of hope. She's still yeah. waiting on her parents. Well, no longer waiting on her parents after the conversation with her and Maz. Um, and she's decided to move on to move forward. Um, and then her meeting Luke, I'm interested to see that dynamic um, as far as what he will be to her. If mm-hmm. he takes on kind of a parental role um, or more of just mentor, because I know Ryan Johnson, the director for Last Jedi, has even said that uh, a theme in the movie is that sometimes your idols don't pan out to be who you thought they would be. Mm-hmm. I think because she's so hopeful that her parents, about her parents' situation, I don't think there'll be a a huge father-daughter dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there, there's going to be a small one, I believe, but I think it's going to be mentor-based mm-hmm. because she hasn't given... I mean, she kind of has, but it takes more than just finding out something mm-hmm. to give up when that's been your hope for God knows how long in the desert. Right. You know, so I, I think it's going to be more mentor-based, mm-hmm. and I think that would be very interesting because we got to see Luke with his mentor. Mm-hmm. And... You know, yeah, it had those dynamics of father-son stuff sometimes, uh-huh. but it wasn't the core of their relationship. Right. Um, I hope it's personally. not a father-daughter thing, because I, I think Han really had that dynamic with her. I was about to say, yeah. And so I feel like if they moved on to Luke, I, I don't know. I think that that would be a missed opportunity. Yeah, I uh-huh. feel like it would... Also put a damper on kind of like Han and what she learned from him. And right. And he doesn't have how. to be her dad. That That's a totally no. different episode. I just <laughs> yeah, mean I like yeah. he gave her hope. He, he re, you know, he saw something in her and she uh-huh. liked that because yeah. nobody had ever seen anything in her except for scrubbing salvage. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so I hope it's more mentor based. Uh-huh. Um, just because I want to see Luke in that, I kind of want to see that. I want to see a to gritty fruition. Luke, like because yes. gritty because uh, Luke's always been so optimistic and you know like no, we <laughs> are going to do this. You cannot tempt me, space puppy. <laughs> he is. He's a space puppy. I see that, but like I would like to see him in eight as her mentor. Be like jaded and broken just like uh-huh. you would because, be if it was your yeah. ne- nephew that was trying to kill you uh-huh. yeah like who wouldn't be jaded like it would also be like everything that is supposed to be stable in my life has just caused chaos uh-huh. yeah not just me chaos and the people i care about but the entire, entire galaxy galaxy chaos like my father you know and now my nephew and it's just there has to be a sense of failure in there somewhere. Well, I mean, he lost an entire generation of Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Um, seemingly overnight. Yeah. He didn't. And, well, well, Kylo or Ben, whoever you prefer to call Oh, him. you mean that? Yeah, yeah I yeah, see that one now. I thought you meant the earlier. Like, Oh, no, no, no. No, like, I mean, yeah. Kylo took out the entire The Jedi entire temple. Training. Yeah. So he wiped out whatever generation he was raising up. It's, it's yeah. gone. Because yeah. you have to think, like, at the end of episode six... Like, it was a calm. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we have episode seven. Mm-hmm. And I just imagine Luke tired. He's oh, tired. Yeah. He's jaded. He's tired. He's broken. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, the look on her face whenever she's handing him the lightsaber, 
to me, the pain and the fear mm-hmm. and the, you know, this could go totally wrong. Mm-hmm. He could reject me. You know, mm-hmm. this is going to be the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And uh, here I am. Take it for what it is. And she was. Well, see her. Yeah. yeah, she was vulnerable in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see it happen, like what happens mm-hmm. right after that moment. See, yeah. I almost taken that look that she gave Luke when she was giving him the lightsaber. I, I thought more of empathy um, because she had seen when she touched the lightsaber him on Cloud City uh, fighting his father uh, when he found out about his father. Um, saw him lose the temple that he had built uh, where he was training the Jedi. Um, even saw his greatest failure then. Um, striking down somebody, whoever that was. Um, so, I mean, she, the fear that she felt in those visions and everything kind of makes me feel like she felt what he felt. Um, and that's kind of the, I, that's what I interpreted the look for. It's just that's like, my I'm question, so sorry. Is, does he just thing. see, do, do they, because you've read about it, the Force Backs, mm-hmm. um, do they just see or do they actually embody like with emotions yeah. mm-hmm. and I mean, are they physically first person there or mm-hmm. are they watching it kind of like a movie? Well, see, and I mean, I don't know because I mean, she was very shaken after, Wouldn't after that. You be though? Like I don't, I don't want it. Exactly. She was like, I don't want this. Take it. I don't care. And Maz is like, no, you need it. Yeah. You need to keep it and, and everything. Um, so I don't know. They haven't really specifically said one way or the other. Um, but that's how I took that. Yeah. Um, so it's almost as if she's kind of lived a little bit what, of what Luke has seen, um, which gives her a unique perspective going forward. Um, it's almost as if she understands him a little bit more than anyone else. So the look was, in your opinion, not, you know, please accept me. It was more, mm-hmm. hey, I brought this back to you, even though I know that you never wanted to see it again in your entire life. But I did yeah. it anyway. And yeah. please accept me. <laughs> <laughs> and please accept me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a combination of all that. And I also think it's like a challenge. Yeah. Kind of. I could see that. Kind of like, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't think I get it as much as I do. But I, I get a piece of it. Right. So, what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. are you just gonna? Are you just gonna ignore it? Mm-hmm. Are you just gonna give up now? Yeah, and hide, or are you gonna do what you're meant to do? Which is a cool parallel between that and Jen. Yep. Hey, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Connecting the imaginary dots. Because <laughs> um, yeah, because I mean, like, he's not full of purpose. He's retreated, and he's like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. But and, everything I mean, he's ever mm-hmm. done has only made things worse eventually. Because mm-hmm. yeah. even the Death Star, it eventually brought about, you know, devastation. Mm-hmm. Even though mm-hmm. devastation probably would have been worse if he hadn't, mm-hmm. it still feels in your own heart when something horrible happens because of what you did. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of guilt there. There's a lot of guilt there and a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so, yeah. But I, I loved Jen. I did too. Just because she wasn't, she was so different mm-hmm. from the other females. She didn't and need to be a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. No. 
And she didn't even need to be a focal point almost. Right. Like a lot of times she just sat in the background. Not because she wasn't interesting. Right. But just because she had nothing to give because either she didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> or she was trying to figure out a way out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, she was trying to come up with a plan. You know, instead of being at the forefront, kind of in your face, making decisions, you know, it took her longer to get there. Mm-hmm. And we got to see her just witness things. And people are like that. Whereas with Ray, you got to see a lot of, you know, taking charge and trying to do, you know, do those things um, and be in the forefront more. Right. And it made it feel like, you know, Jen had a purpose and she found it and she served it. And Ray, she's still looking for that. Mm-hmm. She's kind of found it, but she's trying to find her place in that mission mm-hmm. purpose thing. But I, I really liked Jen just because she was so different from Leia and, and Padme to me. Mm-hmm. Just that it was like, oh wow, you're you're not only like strong and kind of cold, but you're kind of detached mm-hmm. from is. everything. And I don't blame you because mm-hmm. you you've been alone. You know, you can't probably can't talk about emotions and stuff with what was his name? Saul. Oh, Saul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you, you could probably talk about it with the boar gullet. <laughs> I daddy braided her hair. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> but I can see her and the Borgullet though having a cool uh friendship. <laughs> I was curious with but I, I saw a thing the other day that said Cassian and Jen should have kissed in the no. final scene. I was just about to ask that same question. <laughs> so I my personal feeling is yes, they embraced because they were about to die. I didn't get a romantic, but more of a friendship. We have gone through this together, and I'm not trying to be intimate. I'm trying to bring you close as a friend as our lives end. Right. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they should have kissed. I'm glad they did not kiss because it's so realistic. It's like up until then, I don't I didn't trust anybody. Both of these characters mm-hmm. trusted like new one. Um, they were mission driven, whether it was a higher mission or a personal mission. Mm-hmm. And they met and they cared for somebody. They trusted somebody. They wanted that person around them. But it wouldn't have made sense for two characters that doesn't, that don't, from my perspective, understand that emotion mm-hmm. to just make out. And they right. were never and romantic just, to begin with. No. There was no tension between them because that way. to me it was enough to embrace because they acknowledged that that person in front of them mattered. And if they wouldn't mm-hmm. have died... Um, it could have gone to that. Who knows? I just knows? I hate that people box just because it's male and female characters. They box mm-hmm. them into this relationship. Like, I have friends that are males. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. have awesome conversations and we can even hug. And you know mm-hmm. what? We don't have to get together because no, it's not really no, that big of a deal because they're human it's beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I can sit here and acknowledge that that person is important to me. And that I care about this person and this person restored my faith in other people, you know, whatever that laundry, you know, that long laundry list of things are and not, I can love them, mm-hmm. but I don't have to be in love with them. Right. And I could have been, but we'll never know because I'm not the kind of person that just loves in a day. No. Right. Or two days or three days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so real to me. Right. And it was so genuine. Because I think 
if they would have, yes, I could see them getting to that point because they they meant eventually. so yeah. much eventually, to each yeah. other. Yeah. Maybe just not in this movie. No, and oh, it's no. okay. It is yeah. okay for her not to have fallen head over heels in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that the relationship aspect of the Star Wars franchise is everybody always wants to be matchmaker and mm-hmm. you know Kylo and Ray if they're not brother and sister they're going to be whatever and I just I think that it can it, <laughs> it can go beyond that it doesn't have to yeah. be in that box yeah and don't get me wrong I love to ship things I ship all the things <laughs> I love to ship but I was so glad they didn't kiss. Yes. It meant so much more to me. It was so much more heartbreaking. Yeah. It made the scene beautiful. It made the relationship beautiful. Um, Cause like I care. Yeah. That was an embrace. Like I care about you. I'm mm-hmm. glad you're here with me. Well, I'm it, glad I met you. It, it was all cool the people because, to be there. Yeah. You're there. Well, and right. to me it was cool because Jen went through her entire life without a friend in the world. She considered Saul a friend and he abandoned her. And so she could trust no one. Mm-hmm. Cassian had gone through everything where he's even gone to the point where saying, um, that he did things for the rebellion that he never thought he'd do in his life, um, where the line for him was gray and he had lost himself. Yeah. And in that moment, to me, that was when I feel like both of them looked at each other and was like, I can call you a friend. Yeah. yeah. Like they found a friend in the world for the first time in their lives. Um, and I thought that was beautiful yeah. for their relationship. Yeah. And I, I, I'm pretty sure when I walked out, I was like, I'm so glad I didn't kiss. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad. It would have ruined it. It would have it would have made it cheap. It yeah. really would. It was not warranted throughout the entire movie. Yep. Um, it had nothing to do with the movie. Uh, it wasn't Jen and Cassie and go on adventures. It was yeah, right. it was a purpose. Also, also, mm-hmm. even if they were flirting in some scenes, like I can flirt with somebody and not want to kiss them. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'm just bored. Maybe I'm just <laughs> testing the water. <laughs> Wait in. I can be a girl and you know be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or I could be. You know, right. very. I can't say what I no. want to say, but you get me. You get me though. <laughs> but even in those scenes, like it was funny banter, and people like that's flirting. Okay. See, I didn't think that Everyone, was flirting. I, I thought that was. Yeah. I don't either, but I've seen some people say that. Well, you know, the flirting. the person with the kissing comment was like, it got looter than that. You know that they wanted to do the thing right there on the beach, and I'm like. That would have totally Who ruined that. That would have yeah. totally ruined the movie. Oh, well, I know people that would do that, <laughs> but no. I mean, I'm not. We're not going there. But right. I'm just saying, we'll have to cut this part out. But there might be some performance anxiety if there's just a huge. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's like on the horizon, yeah. literally. I mean, it was just a beautiful moment. It Especially was coming up, coming off that. That scene that wrecked my life, mm-hmm. that whole, um, you know what I'm talking about. But I want to know uh, what you're talking about. Oh, where they, um, where the group and oh yes, as you know, as the group fell, as the group fell. Oh, mm-hmm. that was hard. That was so hard. But to me, that was the most important the force has ever been. Mm-hmm. It's poignant. It's very poignant. Like mm-hmm. I felt it, mm-hmm. like deep, and I was like, oh my. Oh my God, like, wow. Well, until then, the force felt distant. Distant, yeah. It yes. felt like this deity that was out there. This but deity, with, this force, this yeah. something, but, this force, huh? <laughs> this something. Yeah, uh, but sure, it made it tangible. 
he made it something where it wasn't just for the Jedi. It wasn't just for the Sith. Um, it was something that existed, that it was something that was real. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it was, it was amazing to see that for yeah. the first time. Yeah. And so coming off of a scene like that and into, you know, the beach scene, mm-hmm. they did it perfect. In my they opinion. did. They mm-hmm. did. Because I if, think if it would have seen did. that beautiful to a typical movie kiss, I'd have been like, really? Mm-hmm. Then you should have ended with the group falling. Right. Well, but, this may be like controversial, but if they would have done that to me, it would have been like the Thor and Natalie Portman kiss. Yeah. It would have been really. I love Natalie Portman. I do too. I just I don't. Love Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. I just. I like seeing him exist as a person. I just thought that they're. I'd have kissed him too. It would have been awkward. It would have been that. Yeah. I don't know. The chemistry. It just, would have been so forced. So yeah. forced and just placed there. Like, we're going to sprinkle in some romance because the people mm-hmm. love the romance. Yeah. And not for a purpose. And then I'm thinking, thinking on that, even if they did do a kiss, imagine the scenes following. You have the massacre of Vader <laughs> afterwards as well. So it's just kind of like good feeling gone immediately. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it would have had no place, literally no place in the movie whatsoever. Because you literally go from they're a pile of ash now yes. <laughs> to Vader making waste of every single rebel <laughs> on the, on yeah. that ship. I mean, the the, the movie needed... Which was a beautiful scene. Yes, it was. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, it needed to end that way. Yeah. It needed to happen that way. Yeah, and just... I'm just going to say this. It wasn't about it being a man and a woman. They were soldiers. Mm-hmm. They were. They did their job. They embrace like a team, like mm-hmm. a unit, like soldiers, like we did it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if this is okay, I mean, if this is how it, okay. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't like, I'm so glad you're here with me. I never right. thought I would trust anybody like I trusted you. <laughs> blah, 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 word vomit. Right. Yeah. It was just a genuine embrace of, wow. Mm-hmm. We made it that step. We made it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they were talking about one step further, one step further. And they mm-hmm. made it to that step where, yeah, they didn't make it off the planet. But they did what they came to do. Right. We right. did it together. Mm-hmm. Right. And the mission was greater than the group. Right. Mm-hmm. And that made it like even more beautiful and more powerful. And it really did embody hope. Mm-hmm. It really, really did. Like, it made me so hopeful. Oh, yeah. And I've seen... You know, four, five, and six. <laughs> I know what happens. I feel like the hope instilled in that movie, even though I think, I mean, Rogue One came after Force Awakens in mm-hmm. the, you know, not chronologically, but in the release yeah, dates. But I feel like because Jen instilled hope in the rebellion and she was given hope for the rebellion. It's kind of like she gave Ray permission to be hopeful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She allowed the I situation like where, yeah, I lived this life, but you can live a different one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so deep. <laughs> got, a little, got a little teary. So we can go ahead I'm and end fine. the episode now. We're good. No. <laughs> but that, that is perfect. That to me, wow, I did get emotional just there. But that's exactly right. It's like if there wouldn't have been Jen. And her life and her actions, we would have never gotten to see the beauty and the hopefulness and the triumph of 
everything that followed. Right. And they did not disappoint on her story. No, they did. It seems so important and uh-huh. it seems so impactful because it had to be. And they didn't let me down on that. And the people that feel that it was a disappointing story, that she was a disappointing character, to me, they missed the point. They missed the point Mm -hmm. because it wasn't just about her. No, it was was the team. It was about the team. It was about the mission. Uh It, you know, the sum of the parts is greater than the separate pieces. Like, right. And it's not all going to be, I'm, I did this by myself. Like, Blah, blah, blah. I came in. I saved. It's we. Uh-huh. We had to. Yes. This has to happen. I cannot do this without you. And you cannot do this without me. Uh-huh. It gave me the kind of vibe that um, with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like a sport. How there's movie. not really. <laughs> how, how there's not a one singular uh, main character. It was the team. Yeah. The team made up the movie. It made up the whole um and I mean, in all honesty, if you went and tried to pick apart the team and take out your characters, seeing how it would go, it would ruin it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even going so far as to the the comic relief K two S O, like if you took him out, it would ruin That's the movie. I, cried. I never I, thought. I, I think I was though, more upset about the ep- about the droid dying than the rest of the people. <laughs> I like. I never thought of Cassian as a supporting character. No, right. Exactly. I never really thought that it was. Jin's story. I no. thought that it was Rogue One's story. Yes. Right. Which that's whose story the team, is. The squad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that I love that. I do too. And Absolutely. people miss it. He has an accent. They mm-hmm. think it's all about Jin. They think it's all this or all that. And it's no, you you know, you you have to embrace the fact mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to be the same movie. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know, it's like these people aren't Jedi's. There's not a chosen one. There's not. This is not what the point of this story. Mm-hmm. No, okay. they shoot people and um, they don't do it in the, the, the best yeah. time. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know it's not always in self defense. Sometimes it's because you got a gimpy arm and you can't crawl out, and they're doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, it's like it's very much a a war. It is, you know? and it, it's the pure essence of a war. It's not. You know, lawful good. My, That's what I always my, say. It's, uh-huh. Yeah, it's not when I, I come in and I swoop in, and the team wouldn't have made it without me. It's you know, we have a purpose and we have a bigger mission, and we have to do this. There's no half in, half out. If we don't do this, like, not only will we be dead, either way, right? Everyone else will. Uh-huh. And it's putting the importance of the world, the galaxy, the people, the strangers you don't know above the importance of yourself and even the people you love and care about. That's, I consider society a body, like one big body. Like I take care of myself and I take care of my family and I take care of my own. Yes. But I try to take care of society as a whole. And I feel like that's the point you're trying to make in my mind is mm-hmm. that, um, you know, yes, they were going to die and they knew it. And all they mm-hmm. could, all they needed to do was run away, go to the yep. outer rim, go somewhere and mm-hmm. disappear. Mm-hmm. But they didn't because they didn't 
want to. There was a bigger purpose and every everybody it's an ecosystem. Everybody is a you know, affected by other people. And um, I think that they really got that across. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you guys so much again for joining us for Kessel Run Weekly. Um, we have episodes coming out every single Wednesday and Friday. Uh, you can find us at KesselRunWeekly.com um, as well as all of our social media uh, at Kessel Run Weekly. Um, and again, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us. Uh, it was fun. Just like last time, even better. Yay. It was a lot of fun. Um, so can you tell them where to find you? Yes. Um, I'm a part of Superpowered Fancast. You can find us pretty much on everything at Superpowered Fancast, except for Twitter at Superpowered Fan. Uh, we do have a Facebook page, Superpowered Fancast. We have our own website, superpoweredfancast.com. And you can also hear Daddy's lovely voice there as well. And yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yay. Yeah. You'll have to come back. Yes. Definitely. To, for sure. <laughs> well, cool, guys. So, again, for Kessel Run Weekly, um, my name is Danny. I'm Heather. And may the force be with you.